Behold, trapped in a hellscape of their own invention, socially unaware old white men bound by the pretense of being fake lawyers yet knowing no law, no exquisite Latin terminology, they are inexplicably compelled to quibble over minutia, squabble over triflings and bicker like those who value their backyards far too highly without even knowing the difference between an easement and an alleyway. At this very moment, you have entered the heart of the law offices of quibble, squabble and bicker. Let's get started. Welcome to another edition of the Law Offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker on this August 25th, 2021 with your hosts, Matt, Greg, and Brendan. And today we have a very special, 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 special I'm, I'm, I'm actually very special. He's a, that's whenever you have somebody who's special, but a little sketchy at the same time. Special. Special. Yeah, I like it. But hopefully he's not. We have a, a real attorney. We don't often get real attorneys. But we've got a real attorney today, as opposed to us, who are not anything close to being attorneys. This is our general um, disclaimer that we always say. We are not law. Because I get, I actually get email from people asking me to take cases. And I'm like, no, we're not attorneys. Can't you tell from our name? Maybe, but that's probably we, why you need a lawyer. Maybe but, we could be a referral service from some of our past lawyer clients. Maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> although, although if if someone is asking us to be their their counsel, they they got significant problems beyond <laughs> whatever their legal problem is. Yeah. Well, that's usually the case when someone hires me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Adam may or may not stick around with us uh, at the second half of the show to deal with our fake client. And our fake client for today is Hitler was a baby once. So that'll be a kind of a discussion about the nature of evil. Anyway, before we move on, um, uh, Adam Hirschfeld, just so everyone knows, is a highly regarded entertainment, tax, and intellectual property attorney. And uh, we'll be getting into that detail more. But we have a fake sponsor to get through first. So, Brendan, um, you apparently found the sponsor for us today. So if you don't want to do the... Uh, whatever the word is i can't think of that's fine <laughs> so, uh, that's it thank you yeah so so today's episode of quibble squabble and bicker is sponsored by minder minder is an app for busy people on the go people that need to have a sense of what they believe but not the time to commit to actually figuring out that shit for themselves do you find yourself lost in trying to pick a lane in what you believe do you simply not have the time to be bothered figuring that shit out Reading books, attending meetings, fucking actually thinking? Well, Minder is the app for you. Simply create an account, answer 10 simple questions, and Minder will provide you with a set of beliefs and general philosophy for life. <laughs> 10 questions, just really more than you can right now? Minder's got you. Simply hit the I believe in that button under the spinning roulette wheel of ideas, and Minder will randomly select your wheelhouse of beliefs on a variety of topic topics both important and trivial. But Minder doesn't stop there. No. Minder uses its advanced AI and machine learning bullshit to automatically enroll you in all the proper Facebook groups, subreddits, YouTube channels, and podcasts. Now you can curl up in your bubble of pre-digested opinions and feel like you are centered in your mind space. Minder, you should have a philosophy of life, but you can't be bothered. Sign up for Minder today. I believe that is my product, honestly. That's a good one. I want that. <laughs> I need I need to have a belief system. So I don't believe uh... in anything. <laughs> Sign up for Minder today, guys. It's, okay. Uh, well, it's, I'm glad you tracked. It's free if you mention QSB in the checkout box. <laughs> First month free. 
Fair yeah, enough. first month free. <laughs> first philosophy free. Right. Second one will cost you. All right. Well, let's get to our, our guest. Thank you so much for putting up with that, Adam. I totally appreciate it. Um, why don't you uh, tell us a bit about uh, what specifically you want to talk about? Um, what I specifically want to talk about, I wanted to answer whatever questions you fellows had. <laughs> I have no agenda, <laughs> which is odd for me. Uh, I can tell you some you know, some history. I can give you stories about clients who are out of their minds. Uh, I can tell you the, well, I can't really tell you the famous people I've worked for or the infamous people I've worked for. I feel that's sort of um, unethical to talk about your clients' you know, little. names. Can you uh, talk about I know the some clients, people do. But, but can you use like somebody else's name and pretend like they were your client and yes. it wasn't actually your client? So I, were, I was representing these three men named Matt, Brendan and Greg. Okay, that'll work. Man, they were fucking nuts. Bad hombres, those guys. I was thinking maybe you could like use perhaps like a say you were representing Gregory Peck or something, and uh, when reality was Justin Bieber. Or oh, I could say I was representing Gregory Peck. It wouldn't be true, but I could say it. There we go. I, so okay. And uh, did you represent Fatty Arbuckle during that trial? Fatty Arbuckle. Uh, let me last tell week. you two things. Two things about Fatty Arbuckle. One, I am not a litigator. And two, he really got screwed. I mean, to forgive the expression, because, you know, the nature of the case. Yes. But he really was very uh, poorly treated. Uh, I mean, what happened to Virginia Rapp was terrible. But Fatty didn't do what he was accused of. And he really lost. Roscoe lost everything, unfortunately. Just yeah. the fact that you knew his name was Roscoe makes you totally perfect for this podcast. Well, I'm an entertainment lawyer, right? <laughs> they teach you that kind of shit. So do they tell you which scandals are real, which scandals aren't real, whenever you're... Uh... No, you have to investigate them. You do, okay. So I very just... recently I very recently had a, uh, a scandal client uh, who I represented for about 15 minutes. He was a, a famous person, a name that you would know. Uh, he was accused of doing some very creepy things. Oh, Tom Green then. Okay. Uh, no, it wasn't him. Okay. And uh, Jimmy I, I talked. I talked to, keep guessing. I talked to. Um, <laughs> Dame Judy Dench. That's it. I talked to, I talked to a, a well-known uh, gossip publication on his behalf. Uh, when this was all heating up. And then I called the guy up to make a deal with him for me to represent him. And he wanted me to work for free. Oh. And unfortunately, I only work for money. So what? Pretty understandable. What, what was the <laughs> option for working for free? Was it like tickets to his entertainment venue? Or like what? The no, honor of having no, served no, him? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the honor of having served him. Uh, Pro, bono. Pro bono means for the good. Right. So now, this is a famous person who had fallen on hard times, I suppose. No, not necessarily. Oh, so they're just a weasel then. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, can we at least ask, or can you say the name of the gossip publication? TMZ. 
TMZ. Okay. So that's certainly, so you were talking to them on behalf of this guy before you found out that he wanted you to hire him for free. Well, I, I spoke to him for a few minutes um, and he was beside himself being accused of these things. Uh -huh. And then I talked to a reporter at TMZ and then I called him back in order to make a deal with him. Uh, and I should have done it before I talked to TMZ. It's you know, the lesson <laughs> that I learned. Yeah, right. No There's, kidding. you know, every day is an education. So uh, do you deal with gossip people a lot in your line of No, work? not frequently. Oh, okay. Not frequently. But I, I deal with uh, disaster mitigation. Okay. You know those trucks that drive around and like uh, Surf Pro and things like that. And they, if your house is on fire, or there's a flood, they come and they clean it up and they put the fans in so it doesn't mildew and things like that. A lot of what I do is that. Huh. You because you know, there's, there, there is a dictum in the law, what I believe firmly, in which I believe firmly, and that it's is a, that it, dictum. It, is, it is always cheaper uh, to do something right than to unfuck it later on. But I get a lot of unfucking. Yeah. yeah. You're the sense. janitor. So if, yes, I, I have a legal mop and bucket. <laughs> And I follow the trail around. You know, so, so has, what I can. Right. So has, on the vomit. Yeah. Has all of this, um, you know, canceled Me Too? Has this been a has it been a boom for your mom? No. Business? I was I was connected to this person through a, a mutual acquaintance, and uh, it was a. I knew how to deal with it. But uh, this isn't something I'd get into. There were some people I'd like to cancel, but unfortunately, I'm not in a position to do so. Right. Well, yeah, no, that's true. I was just wondering, it seems like somebody must be benefiting from oh, sure. sort of controversy. Yeah, PR people. Um, and then if, if you know, someone gets sued, they have to hire they have to lawyer up to deal with that. But that's not what I do. I don't go into courtrooms anymore. So you speak oh. softly and carry a big dictum. Yes. Yes. Okay. And Matt was gonna. Matt was for sure gonna bring the dictum thing back. <laughs> yeah. Was, right, all right. He, he was disappointed. He didn't get it in there when he didn't get. No. So he did. He did there, get right? it in there. He slid. He slid the dictum in earlier, but yeah, I tried it. to slide his dictum in, but then the dictum just was limp. It was just the tip of the dictum. <laughs> and he, when he had a fully erect dictum, he unleashed it. Greg, you got to understand about subtlety at least, Greg. My That's firm thinks they're going to no. use this. My firm thinks they're going to use this to promote. Uh, our practice, and I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> this particular the way this show. is going. Obviously, so speaking yeah. of scandals, do you know any um, in, have any insights with the whole Richard Gear Gerbils thing? Is uh, do you have any? <laughs> that is a myth. <laughs> they weren't gerbils. Is it? it was a hippopotamus. I, I my understanding is that it is a myth. Oh, I can't I believe I've been gone for four weeks, and we just circled back to. Richard Gere and the Gerbil. Like, I know that Greg has brought up two old pieces of news from the show. He brought up Fatty Arbuckle, which we just mentioned last week, and for some reason... Oh, really? Brought up like months ago. So you got something from the 1920s, and you got something from the 1980s. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, he brought up Gere from, like, months ago. That was definitely months ago. Was the so, Gear so, so was, I'll, I'll stop with Richard Gere. Never mind. Continue. Good. <laughs> so, so um, 
what kind of mop action do you do if it's not the the sex scandal thing which seems to be all the rage these days what kind of is it financial is uh, it contracts uh, a lot of my tax work is uh helping people who have uh forgotten for one reason or another to pay their taxes for a number of years uh-huh. um and sometimes i have to get people out of deals i've done that you know quite a few times deals that weren't favorable to them uh <laughs> If they had had me at the beginning of the process, hopefully I would have made a better deal for them that they wouldn't have had to exit. And it would have cost them less money to do that. I actually have a question going back to your your history as an attorney, which is that at one point you worked for NBC Incorporated. And I was curious, as an attorney, how do you get jobs like that in a corporate field? Do they... Put you know on somebody. Craigslist or that, so it's you know somebody. somebody. Yes, they don't you. list them on Craigslist. And yeah. I'll tell you something. They, for all you people uh, thinking about getting jobs at big companies, I don't think those those the websites they have where you can put in your resume and tell them what you're interested in. I don't know how they work, but I don't think they do a lot of uh, do a lot of hiring out of those. I think they, for legal reasons, they have to put jobs up on the internet or advertise them you know they used to advertise them in the paper and i'm old enough to have gotten jobs out of newspapers but i think uh now one job i had a recruiter for and all the other legal jobs i've had i think i um knew somebody okay fair enough well with your current firm i I was looking into it a little bit further it's gigantic it's like part of a chinese conglomerate where they have like 90 different offices across the world or something like that? Yes, I'm I'm of counsel to a firm okay. called YK Law. Um, Which stands for, you know? Yes, I have no idea what it stands <laughs> You know law. Well, I actually do know what it stands for. They, one of the partners uh, was involved and is, is a partner at a firm called Yinka in China. And Yinka is an enormous firm. I think it's like 10,000 lawyers. But I have my own firm, and I'm also of counsel to this firm. So I take, I bring work to them. They give work to me, and I also have my own clients that I represent. Yeah, if there's I something that I they... can't do, something, something someone asks me to do that I either don't want to do or I don't feel I'm qualified to do, I bring it to them, and and they take care of it. I would imagine being connected to a giant Chinese law firm is probably a really smart thing these days, considering how much more business forward uh, China is becoming as like seems to be moving a little bit away from communism and a lot a little bit more capitalistic to a certain degree unless well I'm... I I think what this they... suddenly turned into this in, is, MSNBC that's right this is this is all of a sudden this is firing line <laughs> I just uh, I, I think I think what you have to understand I think I think you have to understand to the 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 strange transition of China's Echo political whatever from communism to to capitalism. I, well, there's still so, see it's, there. you're the talking about two different things. Much smaller. You're right. talking about two different things, and this is absolutely not going on our law firm's website. No, no, it shouldn't be anywhere. <laughs> but I am going to show this to some of the lawyers at my firm <laughs> sure and find out whether anything that you've said is actually actionable. <laughs> the. Um, <laughs> The way the, my understanding of China's uh, uh, standpoint is that you're talking about two different things. You're talking about a political system and an economic system. 
And the economic system they've decided to adopt is a capitalist system. And the political system that they've retained is a communist system. And that's the answer to your question. It's not funny, but that's it. It's pure double think, like from Orwell, like how does that shouldn't exist? That's like Karl Marx is spinning over in his grave. Well, well, Karl Marx has nothing to do with communism in the 20th century. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, it's really, I mean, if we're we're really going to dive into this, it's really not that hard of a leap to understand that that communism and capitalism are not at odds whatsoever, really. At least the communism as it is practiced in today, you know, maybe in some theoretical book of, you know, Marxist doctrine. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But in the way that the world works today, absolutely makes total sense. I think, yeah, so I, think the, I think the reason that capitalism is important is because people want things. Yes. The word mine exists in at least two languages that I speak. So, you know, I, I you know, people want things for themselves. How many languages do you speak? Uh, geez, English, German, a little French. Uh, I used to have some Greek and Latin. A little bit of Greek and Latin because of being a lawyer. You got no, 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 no. It's very little Latin anymore in the law. Uh, classical education. Oh, I took okay. Greek and Latin in, in in seventh, eighth, ninth grade, thereabouts. Right. So are, are you? Wait, are wait you, a second. Hold on a second. You took Greek and Latin in seventh and eighth grade. Where were you going to school? That's I not went, a public school. I went to a junior boarding school in Massachusetts oh. called the Fay School. Okay. In Southboro, Mass. It was founded in 1866. It's the oldest uh, independent junior boarding school in the country. And after that, I attended uh, another ancient boarding school called the Governor's Academy in Byfield, Massachusetts, that was founded in 1763. So you have like oh. a couple of silver spoons behind your ears. God. Absolutely. So do you have any horror stories? I wouldn't go any other school? way, man. <laughs> it's nice to go start up that way. Do you have any horror stories from boarding school? Like, uh, No, I had a blast. Thistles? No, 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 no. I had a, I had a great time. No, there were some bullies, but you know I dealt with them verbally, and I'm sure they still bear the scars. And <laughs> I was scars. a I was a big hit. I, I was a big hit with the girls. I played music in concerts. I was in shows. I played sports. You know, I had a I had a really good time. And your your you didn't have a problem like your with your parents sending you away to school. No, I loved it. <laughs> it's like I'm away from this. my sister. Um, my sister's two years older than me, and she went to the public high school in Sudbury, Mass, the town that we lived in. Mm-hmm. Drinking Drugsbury Reg- Reasonably High School. It's for Lincoln Sudbury Regional High School. And apparently, after her first year there, she said to my parents that they had to send me away to school because I don't know, I would have gotten killed there or something. I don't uh, so think it, it would have happened. Si- it was sis- your sister looking my out sister for de- you. My sister decided that I should be in private school. She didn't <laughs> want you around. She That's probably weird. wanted yeah. a, a house to herself. She wanted yeah, the like, bedroom that you had. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, she didn't. She had, she had a much better bedroom. Get, get rid of my little brother. So is she a lawyer, too? No. Has Why she gone like that? to great things? What because she- she's not. <laughs> You said no. Yeah, she's gone into some very interesting things. She and her husband own a company that provides um, healthcare services to people who are um, homebound. 
Okay. Got like that, that, Greg? You like me. <laughs> I work. I wish I was homebound. I'm not homebound. So, I so walk are, around are you, the place. Yeah. Are you are you in New York? I am in New York. I'm in East Hampton, New York, even as we speak. Okay. Nice. Oh, Long That's a nice Island. Place to be in New York. Yeah, Greg is a New Yorker. Yeah, it's very, very, you know, I used to have I still have the YK office that I can use in the city. But I haven't had my own office in the city for many years. It's just with, uh, you know, technology, it's really not necessary. So you just work from home most of the time? You don't have to go yeah, in? I work from, my, work from home. I work from the car. You know, I work from wherever I am. Makes sense. Especially with the, the time of the pandemic where yeah, it's all very nice. technology it's very nice for that. It's, it's very nice that not having in. somebody pressuring me to go into an office. Yeah, there's like do reasons have... to where you don't have to do it. It's like today I was on the phone with a nutri- uh, doing a Zoom call with a nutritionist. I'm like, well, this is great. I don't have to go into a hospital to talk to somebody. Adam, how old were you when you were like, I want to be a lawyer? Did something influence you or inspire I you? I was about, well, I think, I think people thought I should be a lawyer when I was about 12 or 13. Were you generally argumentative? I guess. And. People used to ask me that too, but I didn't want to do that much. And time. and uh, I didn't go to law school until I was thirty. Oh, I, I took a different path than most people. Uh, was it a musical path? Because you said you're a musician before. No, no, no. I, I knew that music wasn't going to go anywhere for me. Uh-huh. I I knew I did not have that kind of talent. But if you scratch an entertainment lawyer, you usually will find a musician underneath. A failed musician. Absolutely. <laughs> what what was your instrument? Or Were you like you, a big oboist or something? Or if you scratch uh, an attorney too much, you'll get a lawsuit. But that's that's, that, that's the other part. You'll get infected. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, I my my instrument in high school I played uh, keyboards and vibes, and then when I got out of high school, I decided I wanted to play guitar, so I taught myself how to play guitar. And the bands that I was in after high school, I played guitar. In. I would just have like rock and roll. Rock and roll. I just have this image of you being like this rock star oboist, you know, because they're big. Mm. Oboe is a very, very difficult instrument. Rock and chicks don't dig it. It's the ill woodwind that no one blows good. (laughs) So what what kind of what kind of rock music was it like eighties hairband kind of? No, it was more like uh, new wave punky stuff. New wave funky stuff like in high school it was it was jazz, jazz, and, and then, then from after high school to... it was well I was still I was I was uh, I was in a very briefly in a uh, a band that just played covers and would play schools, but uh, I also played in a jazz group. Okay, and uh, I, you know, put on my tuxedo and play the vibes and things like that because I thought it was funny. Right, but otherwise and... you were doing Depeche Mode covers or no 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 no. 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 Uh, in high school, the cover band in high school was doing things like uh, Stones, Kinks, um, oh. Jay Giles Band, stuff like that. Oh, okay. Art stuff that you would hear at a school dance. Sure, sure. If Makes you're sense. my age, I and I have no idea think, how old you guys are. I think we're similar. I think we're, we have more Similarly situated? Oh, yeah. Similarly situated. Clean living. <laughs> What's that? Clean living. My my hair is falling out, but I don't have gray hair. (laughs) I have plenty for all of us. So my hair fell out all on the sides in the past month. (laughs) That's that's very strange. That's uh, lateral alopecia. Yes, (laughs) that's actually his nickname. 
Should I do a comb, comb over? Maybe because my, my hair looked like that about 20 minutes ago, actually. <laughs> Um, I, think I look like Hitler. Speaking of, oh, sorry to jump the gun there. No, that's okay. The, the I, I don't think client. his mother was combing his hair funny when he was a kid. <laughs> no, uh, no. I mean, you, you want you want some, you know, more. I, I, I wrote down some some things. Oh. Let's talk about those things you On wrote paper. down. Tell us the things yeah. you wrote down. Uh, I actually have a similar little notepad like that. So, little yellow pad. Except what's written on is probably way dumber, Matt. The so stuff that's on mine is just hard to read. It's I doubt it. I, uh, there are some, some interesting things that I'm working on right now. I have a client that's doing some very interesting things in uh, blockchain, in the entertainment space, doing things with licensing and ticketing and stuff like that. So he's doing like uh, NFTs? Yeah, she's getting into that, NFTs. This okay. is a, a, a startup in San Francisco. I am working on uh, raising money for an Alec Baldwin film. I'm a producer sort of wow. uh for him you're a producer uh, sort yeah. of. If, if i get the money i'm a producer oh got it <laughs> yeah. if i don't get the money i'm a, a viewer <laughs> you're, you're <a> <laughs> so they're asking you to get the money together yes can you talk about the movie or no it's a western western oh, yeah. yeah don't don't get a lot of good westerns and hopefully it will uh, and hopefully it will be in production in november uh it's a risky uh, bet why is it risky? Only if you invest your own. Only if you no. I think westerns do fine. It's not a big budget movie. It should do, you know, it should more than make back uh, its budget. So I think it's a very sound investment. Now is what Baldwin starring in it? Have several million dollars, you know, floating around. Is Baldwin starring in it, or is he just yes? Like the, he's the producing runner. and starring in it. Oh, okay. I'm trying to see Alec Baldwin in a western. What other movies? Like him in a western. What other movies have you been involved in, Adam? Have you produced other movies? No, I have not produced other movies. I've represented a few, but I don't want to necessarily go into who I've worked for. It was Gregory Peck, okay. Greg. Gregory Peck, it was. It was to kill, yeah. the original To Kill a Mockingbird. I was the, <laughs> Daddy he was I was the, the production, I was a production lawyer on that. Yeah. Did Atticus Finch inspire you to become a lawyer? You know what? I've never read, I've never read uh, Harper Lee's book. Oh. And I don't think I've even seen the whole movie. <laughs> so no That's inspiration good. there. I watched it. I watched it with my daughter. I want to say three or four months ago. That was one of those kind of weird things we did together. What, a watching movie. a movie together is a weird thing. That's pretty weird. That's uh, strange. Watching strange. that movie together with your like going back that far down the time stream. Yeah, that's. A oh, I do that stuff to my kids all the time. Oh, well, that's why they're stuff. weird. Well, that could he be part him, of it. He shows them fatty art. Oh, I also, no, I also, like one of my I, kids and I we watched the Seventh Seal not that long ago. That's like I, I also it. represent a podcast, believe it or not. Which podcast? podcast? Can you a say a podcast? It? Oh yeah, I'm definitely going to promote them. Let's do it. <laughs> it's called Hey Poopy. Hey Poopy. Hey Poopy. Hey Poopy. And like it. it deals with sort of uh, bathroom issues, colorectal like health. It. All those kinds of things in a very, very humorous manner. It We've done that on be. our show before. We've dealt with bathroom issues many times. <laughs> we, um, Greg, Greg, so Greg, please, you were always subscribe. dealing with bathroom issues. Was that <laughs> when we were the medical offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker, that one episode? Yeah. We were talking always, about body dysfunctions. And I always have to run to the bathroom and mute everyone when I pee. All right. With really, way too much information. You should, you should just mute yourself when you pee. Not everyone else. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, the problem. He mutes us, and we listen to him pee in silence. 
It's really weird. I'd say, <laughs> hey, Poopy has a much better website than we have. Yeah. Sounds um, great because that's something in my whole life. I, I'm always sad. People don't, oh, you can't talk about this stuff. But it's and, and the, like, the people behind the people behind it are really, really great people. The, the woman uh, who is the co-host, Ellen Stagg, I've represented for over 10 years. She's a wonderful photographer. Yeah, the first time I had like corn in my poop, I wouldn't ask people like, "Is this normal? Am I going to die?" Like, you, but you wanted to ask somebody with... if it was normal for you to have corn in your poop. In your poop, yeah. Like when I was a little kid. Well, like, you know, no, if you had a corn in your poop, the, that would be the question to ask. The kernels are the kernels are indigestible. The outside right, of the corn kernel is that. indigestible. I learned that. So later, it's got to go somewhere. I wanted to discuss it with someone to say, hey, does this happen to you? Well, What's then you should on? you should listen to their podcast. You should I, listen I to the podcast. Obviously, this is a podcast for you, Greg. Like, it is. And why are you dissecting your poop anyway, Greg? Why I are you dissecting it? I just looked at it and said, hey, there's yellow, there's corn bits in there. You know what? Bit. You know what? Uh, that lesson, what I learned was, I'm not going to eat corn anymore. That's what I. That's what I took away. That was my takeaway from seeing corn in my poop. I'm like, I'm not eating this anymore. Since we've just passed the anniversary of Elvis Presley's demise, okay, oh, I'll tell you time. the the um, Willie Nelson told this joke that Elvis's last words were corn. One final word. I don't think Elvis ever ate anything that healthy. He was like, <laughs> I could see if there was like a bacon bits in it. Well, he could have put it on his sandwich with the banana and the peanut That's butter. That's right. And yeah. the do, you, do, you, do you happen to know Willie Nelson, or was that just an off the? No, I, I heard that. I, I know his oh. publicist, oh. but I, I heard I heard him actually tell that joke one time. Willie Nelson's a great guy. Yes. <laughs> Did Willie Nelson tell you that joke also, Brendan? Now, Willie Nelson has told me no jokes whatsoever. Zero jokes told to me by Willie Nelson because I don't know him. Oh, okay. I was just wondering how you knew he was a great guy. So I thought maybe you'd. Well, do I need to explain this to you? How like like how the world works again, Matt? Actually, yeah. How does the world work, Brendan? So you watch things on like you watch interviews or you read articles or you observe somebody and you go, he seems like a nice person. You don't actually need to 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 know him personally to make that judgment. But to give full uh, confidence behind that statement, it, that helps hey. a lot. You can say he seems like it based upon what you've seen on TV. Well, if you right. want to live in that weird world of uncertainty, order, order, I object, I object, order. <laughs> Aren't you glad I'm back? Yes, absolutely, because we need to get back on track. So, w- when did you decide to leave NBC and go off on your own? And what made you decide right to do that? Right after September 11th. Oh, okay. So, it was like uh, a an epiphany? Like you had an epiphany of kind? Okay. Yes. Was NBC like sucking your soul or something? Oh, no. It was a great place to work. Oh. Any, any office you have with a television in it is a good place to work, in my opinion. <laughs> sure. Uh, one of the great things about working at NBC, aside from, you know, seeing like Tom Brokaw on the elevator or being able to go over and look through the the viewing window from the ninth floor and look down into 8H and watch them rehearse, is all of the feeds are on the TV in your office. So you can watch, you know, you can watch any any feed from an NBC station or, or a studio in Rockefeller Center. Um you can watch them rehearse. You can watch the bands rehearse. You can, you can do stuff like that. You could probably could have even recorded this stuff if you wanted to, because I had a VCR in there. 
but I never did that because was there anybody at NBC that you had to give a stern dressing down to for saying the wrong thing on the air? I was never in the stern dressing down position. Oh, okay. At the National Broadcasting Company. Okay. You were just merely the one who got dressed down? No, I didn't get dressed down that much. Okay. I, I've much. never really I've never really had that problem in the law. I've I've been very lucky in working for people who weren't complete assholes. That is lucky. Then let's talk about Brendan now. So <laughs> Well, uh, since we're talking about assholes. <laughs> Do you want to go back to Hey Poopy? Let's talk about Hey Poopy. Hey Poopy. You know, I, I think, I mean, obviously the demographics for a show like that um, are, you know, certainly 45 into the 70s. Are the hosts in that age category? Are they older? They're people? a little bit younger than that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's, so like, not, all, know, it's, it's not all, you know, it's not all like a, a, a commercial for that uh, cola guard or something like that, you know. Oh God, shit. I hate those. Uh, you, yeah, I call that, that I call little, that shit in the box. Yeah, that little toilet box guy that comes out like, "Hi, mm -hmm. oh God, I hate those." No, this definitely, it definitely, definitely skews younger than than you're thinking. Really? Like I said, I wanted to talk about poop so issues since I was a kid. I always wanted to you, talk about. Do you think the interest in poop related issues is is sliding younger? <laughs> I think that the younger generation has a much better uh, relationship with the fuckers than uh, <laughs> than people That's generally. That's true. I think there's a age. lot of I think there's a lot of ass denial in the in the Gen X and and, and Boomer category. They actually don't, don't really think they have ass. For years, I denied having an ass. You're right. Yeah. No, and then I, I was it. able to come to terms with it once I it's could find it with both hands. <laughs> I wish it was a real breakthrough for me. I still That's have issues key. with it. I I have issues. I don't like thinking about it. That's because you can't reach it, it with both hands, Matt. That's true. I can barely reach it at all. <laughs> Matter of fact, my waist starts at my kneecaps. There is no ass there whatsoever. I'm so glad I'm not giving legal advice on this podcast. Oh, I'm. I'm yeah, you should be. Because the 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 deviation is excellent. Well, Brendan works for has contracts with lots of lawyers, so he has to deal with guys like you all the time. I do. I do marketing, and it's all family law. The reason I asked about the uh, the 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 uptick in in maybe p potentially your brand is that interestingly enough, in the family law universe, um, the the pandemic and the the, shut, the lockdowns and all that, uh, divorces are are literally booming. Hardly surprising. Sense. Yeah, it, I know. It, it, it has not been. It has not been a great two years for entertainment law. Yeah, I'll tell you. But there yeah. are, you know, I, I've got, I, I, you know, I represent a couple of magazines. Uh, a magazine called Travel Outdoors, um, and you know, the things are if the things shift from the live venue. You know, live live music was gone, and probably going away again. So it, I've shifted other things. When I say entertainment law, I do things that I find entertaining. So if <laughs> one of my clients uh, wants to start a magazine, I'm happy to represent him doing the corporate work and the intellectual property work for that. If another of my clients gets involved in a podcast, I find out about that and do blockchain. I have, you know, uh, I'm doing corporate work and entertainment and intellectual property work. So it it's all... You know, it's all pretty much the same thing. You know, people ask, 
sometimes asked, why did you choose entertainment law? And since you haven't asked me that, I'm going to tell you. Okay. You can, you can, you know, there are all different areas of the law to go into. I wanted to, I could have been a corporate lawyer doing transactions. My wife is a recovering attorney. And she, when she was practicing law, she was doing things like, you know, two companies that made dairy milking machines, you know, were doing a transaction and that's what she was doing. Me, I'm working on a movie, I'm working on somebody's record deal, music publishing. It's a you lot more interesting them. to me. Do it's a, a documentary on the milk milking machines. Could you well, invite I, your wife in so we could talk to her about the dairy? That sounds fascinating. No, I cannot. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> they she never want to bring the is, wife. She there. is not prepared to uh, appear. <laughs> no, That's right. I, this required I, a lot of preparation to talk to us. I had to put on an actual shirt. <laughs> well, we do appreciate that. At least you have a shirt on. But actually, this is a really good time to to get into the client for today. And again, this is totally up to you if you want to stick around for this particular discussion. I don't see how it could go any worse than it's already gone. It's um, going to get worse. Yeah. You're going to surprise me? <laughs> no, you you just so. never know. You just never know where it's going to head. Well, so I, have an, I, have an, I have an opinion about child Hitler, so go ahead. Okay, good. Well, Let's again, uh, just to reiterate to those who have come into the stage, whoever's listening to us this week, the client for today is Hitler was a baby once. And essentially, Greg and I were talking about when things become evil or how they become evil, and uh, the, the title basically came about because I use that statement a lot, like Hitler was a baby once, so whenever people talk about serial killers and they can't understand how people can be certain ways, I think there's there's a spectrum of evil that you have to deal with. There's people who are at the one end of evil where they're fully committed to destroying as many lives as possible, because that's what they're all about, to people who... You know, they'll steal a grape. They'll steal a grape at the grocery store. You know, that's like the uh, the sliding slope. That's you know? not stealing. That's testing. <laughs> it's testing. Yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't belong to you and you take it, it's, it's theft. It's testing a grape. But I you're think, a lawyer, so you would know evil. the legal definition of, of thief. Theftery. I tested so much food at the deli once. Theftery is my new word. <laughs> I think evil is a strong word for your grapefruit or whatever it was analogy because I mean, well, nobody's maybe... test eating grapefruits at the grocery store. Unless... I think I think I think Brendan's point is it's a false equivalency to equate uh, Adolf Hitler with somebody eating. Well, grape. I'm not saying that that is the same. I'm saying that there's a, a grape that doesn't belong to them, and then there's... you know, in some in some in some societies and some religions, that'll you know, at least put you in purgatory. Yeah, they chop your hand off. If you're if taking you a grape from somebody who needed that grape, who was die without the grape, and you take the grape from them, right? Well, like if I'm know. stealing, if I'm stealing grapes to feed my family, am I? I'm evil. Right. I'm saying that there's a spectrum, though. There's a spectrum of evil. In other words, there's a part. There's a, there's a point where you're not evil, and then something you do puts you on that trajectory. If you're if you're stealing grapes for your family that's starving. You're not evil. You're a schmuck. You should be stealing something else, like rice or wheat. Oh, Robert, you know, something you could make choosing, into a staple. Well, you food. can have a, sh a schmuck spectrum as well. I mean, that's choosing grapes as the sustainability model for your family is definitely <laughs> schmuck level eight of dumb shit. That's right. For sure. Right. You come Every, home, you're like, everyone's dying. Starving. Look, 
seedless grapes. And That's she- right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But to my point, the grape was merely a convenient <laughs> example of where it could begin. In other words, at what stage? At what stage does somebody turn that corner where they go, or is it inherent? You know, Greg, you were talking about nature, nurture, what have you, um, in a separate conversation we were having. Is it the inherent nature of a person that they will do evil acts, or is that something that comes along later as learned behavior, or is something so that they're taught? Slope? I think it's the, it's the nature, nature versus nurture argument that was decided for all of us many, many years ago in the great documentary film trading places <laughs> yes for one dollar right <laughs> but what nice, but there was no, nice nothing that was actually back. nothing that was Thank concluded you. from that other than you know it continued um eddie murphy's career no started. no because because Jamie Lee dan, curtis had really had a really nice set of uh i think it's i think it's dan dan Aykroyd really lost his shit really lost his mind i mean he went to pieces you mean like literally himself no, no, no. This character. The or in the character. character. Okay. Character. I was going to say, I didn't realize it was so traumatic for him as a person. Nah. No, that was, um, what was it? That was uh, Nothing But Trouble. was the traumatic event <laughs> in his movie career. Well, it was traumatic for me. That Watching it was traumatic for me. <laughs> I, I, it, I don't, I'm not going to watch it, so it won't be a trauma for me. But getting back to the spectrum of evil, once you start eating people, that's pretty much like the furthest extent of it. That's like... The, well, you the, could take that to the, the if style, is, right? is the thing that's going to keep your family alive type of situation as well, like Donner Party or Easter I don't Island think, you know, I don't think cannibalism necessarily is evil because, as you just said, Matt, uh, it does exist in some cultures. It's, it's you know, gross to us, but yeah. not that, you know, some people, you know, think eating cows is bad. Yes. That's yeah, true. some people. Crazy. Yeah. I'm not one of them. Like a billion about, of them out there. What about the soccer team that went down in the Andes alive? Alive, right. I don't think there's anything evil about what they did. No, they, they waited until they waited. I think, believe they waited until their teammates died before they yeah. ate them. Yeah, if I was dead, I'd want you to eat me to survive. I'd be like, yeah, good on you. So you're Not saying that if you die, Greg, Greg we can up, give your body to people to I would not eat them. you. Well, you would, don't have to, but if you were going to die, you might. Look at me. No, what does cannibalism have to do with Hitler? I don't know. I was just trying I to say it. The, the 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 intro argument was there's a spectrum, so I was trying to understand like if grapes was one side of it, was eating people the other side? Oh, Hitler was. A see, I think I think evil is a is a is a convenient excuse to say someone is evil. I think removes some of the blame from them because they have this evil nature. Well, you can Hitler say the was, act Hitler is was, evil. A, was a piece of shit as a human being. Yeah. But he did everything he did. It wasn't like evil descended on him from the heavens and uh, took him over. He wasn't possessed. He was a person with a mind and he thought about what he was going to do and he decided what he was going to do. And what he did was horrible. Yes. But, but he was an evil person. I, I don't think forces descended from anywhere. That's some people can be evil. I think the word is valid if you don't use it. I think the I think the evil come, I think the evil appellation comes out of the person's actions. I don't think yeah. the evil exists yeah. before the actions. I think the evil is a way of describing what oh, they yeah. do. Well, I think you For can sure. have evil intent. A person can have evil intent without actually acting upon it. They can have it, evil. I mean, it's, it's like it's like the, it's like for me it's like this. It's like um, do you guys like magicians? Depends yeah. upon the magician. 
maybe like Penn and Teller. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. I okay. prefer Teller over Penn, but okay. Okay, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, so what I think is very interesting about magic is that it's not real, is that it's not magic. Is that there's no magical powers, you know, making these things happen. These guys are actually making these things happen with their hands. That's not true. Uh, I, I know it's I breaking news. Breaking that. news. So it's my thought about Hitler is that it's not it's not some, you know, people say that, you know, he's evil, like there's some magical evil that he had. He was a bad person who did horrible things. And we describe his actions as being evil, but I think some people say he was evil. I think that that gives people an ex, you know. It, it might give him an out to say how that he does, had. How does some, that give you an out by saying that they're evil? How is that an out? Because it's how like evil comes, like evil comes from something else. Like evil boils out of the ground. Big well, shit like, like there's there's something that made Hitler evil, which doesn't make Matt evil. Well, something you know, lots made, of people, lots of people, unfortunately, have you know, are abused as child children and have horrible uh, experiences growing up, and. Do not start world wars. You know, right, Hitler like, as a baby was abused. But, you know, lots of people, unfortunately, are abused. But they don't, you know, burn down the Reichstag and have, you know, special uh, enabling acts. So they have powers and enact Nuremberg laws and make a deal with, with Stalin to, you know, split up Poland and then invade Poland and invade Russia and then so, invade so really, France, really, really, you know. Right. Hitler was just really, uh, you know, a fucking ostrich achiever. He just happened to have some... Wait, did you say he was an ostrich achiever? Awesome overachiever. Okay, you, yes. you, you had a lag at the moment, so it sounded like ostrich achiever to me. Yeah, because he is. He's an ostrich achiever, too. A common because... term, ostrich achiever. Yes. Many, many people use it in their daily lives. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm just saying that, you know, there's a certain part of uh, Hitler's backstory that just, you know, yeah, a lot of people experience that. Like, going back to your point, uh, Matt, about evil intentions, like, there are times, I got to tell you, I'm driving down the road. And there's a bunch of like these guys on bikes with their like spandex outfits and they're kind of taking up the fucking road. There's a part of me, Matt knows what I'm talking about. There's a part of me that just kind of wants to drift and just and take them all out. Especially when they're when they're when they're riding side by side. Yes, not in a single file. No, is it more satisfaction seeing the dominoes? You want to cause harm harm to them. I kind of do. Okay, you want you want Not to damage lot, them, but a little damage them. Maybe way. this is the thing, you guys. You could go through your a man could a, I'm sorry, a person could go through their life with all evil intentions in his head. If he never acts on them, that person's not evil. Everyone has some shitty things they want to do, and the fact that you resist it and don't do it means that you have ethics and morality, whatever you right. want to call it. So right. you're, you're not evil. You could have nothing but evil thoughts in your head. You know what's cool. actually evil? The people who weren't horrible people who went around went along with all the shit that hitler wanted to do that that That's is you know one. that people who said well you know my bread's being buttered the economy's picking up and uh i don't know any jews so fuck it <laughs> Let's i don't know any gypsies out. i don't know any homosexuals catholics don't come into it for me so so what yeah, you're saying you know, is that hitler wasn't evil but they're evil no i'm not saying that hitler wasn't evil okay i'm saying that everything he did was horrible and evil 
I'm saying that evil as a thing uh-huh. uh, uh, doesn't exist. I think I think that my point is that uh, the the people in Germany who went along with it were just as bad. Okay, and maybe worse. Right. I don't know. Maybe, they were, like, maybe they were good people who just did bad things. Hitler was not a good think, person who did bad things. He was a bad person who did bad things. But don't you think, like, in a way, though, they're not as bad because they were terrified. I mean, if they tried to fight Hitler, they'd probably end up in the camps. And there were plenty of people, of people who, uh, when he was on his rise, yes, uh, before 1933, uh, big industrial guys like uh, you know Krupp, oh yeah, and uh, I.G. Farben and uh, Siemens and things like that, who were supporting the Nazi Party. Yeah, you know, those guys were pretty evil in the first place, I think. On their and own. they were they were doing it, you know, so uh, because I, you know, Hitler had the promise of putting them their factories back to work. Right. So then, at what point then do we consider that using Hitler as the example, since Hitler was a baby once, some point down the line he starts committing evil acts but he had a desire to do it he had an intention to cause it he was moving forward on that so without actually committing the acts yet there is a point where you can show evil is taking place even though no one has been harmed yet when they part the, the planning stages or is it when he starts was it with Mein Kampf or was it before even then you know at, at what so stage is it are you saying there's a point at which baby Hitler or toddler Hitler or middle school pimply Hitler at some point was evil came into him and he decided now I'm, I'm, I will ruin the world and, and started. I don't know. Around. I mean, maybe he had some bad thing happen to him in puberty, you know, because puberty causes so many weird thought processes to change in kids, you know, where they were sure. these in it, innocent what? little what? things, and then what? shortly after that, they become something. So, that you don't so want it was because Hitler Hitler couldn't get laid in high school, and that's why the Holocaust happened. As you I don't know, I think I think Brendan's got that's a good movie idea thought. with middle aged pimply Hitler. I think that would be an excellent title I, I, I for a movie. I understand that, that we all called. had we all had that weird uncle, but we didn't all start World War Two. I don't have that weird uncle. <laughs> I wrote a short story once called Young Hitler in Love. And this premise was is that when he was an art student, even, he was a pretty nice guy. And basically, some woman jilted him. And it could have been that. Who knows what starts a person down the wrong path? It probably, it, really it probably was something. You know, uh, George Carlin used to do a joke about a borderline psychotic going to the mailbox and somebody would send him scope. You know, if you give somebody mouthwash, it's not the, the greatest thing. And scope, scope. Yeah. And he's up on the roof of the Magnum, nine dead in the Glen Marine training. That was, you know, that was that, that was the joke. And and uh, yeah. it, it could be, it could have been like a borderline thing that something, you know, just set him over yeah. the edge one day. Well, it's like I don't think uh, we the, know. The, the, all the school shootings, right? So, like the kids from Columbine and what have you, are they? Evil? Well, that's a lot are of that's a, a lot. I, that's a lot of impulse impulse control thing. Yeah, for kids, you know. Kids are, their brains are not working. They're monsters. Most kids, I think. <laughs> all of them are monsters. All right. Most, all of them are, all of them are baby Hitlers. <laughs> who, who, who has kids? Every child is a baby Hitler. They and could a end potential up that way. genocidal maniac it's waiting true. to it's come true. forth. You never know. 
<laughs> well, you'd never do know what anybody's thinking. You don't know what weird thoughts rattling around in anybody's no. head. That's so what true. is it about baby Hitler that is that is, that is driving this? Because I know I drew the, I, I took over the conversation and drove it the direction I wanted to. Well, but, it was a convenient title for the concept of exploring evil. Yeah, he's like the most evil guy. Well, it's like an easy, it's an he's easy right up there. I think he's actually tied with Stalin. Yeah, Stalin was pretty fucking... Stalin was, was a horrible, horrible, horrible... Stalin killed more people. Yeah, Pol Pot Stalin is probably but he didn't have the, he didn't have his, group, his press wasn't as good as Hitler's. Stalin <laughs> was more cold-blooded, too. Like, he didn't seem to ever suffer psychologically. Or, like, Hitler seemed to have some guilt and fucked up shit. Like, where... I don't think he was guilty about killing the Jews. But he also, like, had this... Just weird sides to him. We'd get depressed. Stalin was just, like, totally thrilled with, like, massacring people and, like, didn't have a second thought. Didn't... Uh, ever think about it right the interesting thing about Stalin was he was a, he was a seminarian as a, as a young man he, he was going into the priesthood. i know that's probably what triggered yeah. him. i bet he was going to be a jesuit those guys are fucking. i harsh. doubt he was going to be a jesuit in 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 georgia in in, in the russian <laughs> empire yeah they don't have those in eastern orthodox church i don't think so <laughs> No, whatever their equivalent is, the badasses of the Georgiewicz is what they were it's, it's the same thing, but it's two weeks Georgiewicz. later. They'd be the Georgiewicz, Greg. Yeah, <laughs> it's part of the Orthodox well. Church. Well, if you're in Georgia, Brendan, you were about to say something. I forget what the hell I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Never knew what he was going to talk about. But getting it back I, into it's it's the flipping point. That's basically where my interest lies. My interest lies in the point where somebody is not acting on the evil intentions to where the evil intentions then start taking a grip. And this applies to everybody you know, besides it, even Hitler, just your basic run-of-the-mill killer. It might build to that point. I mean, we know a lot about Hitler, so maybe we can yeah. look at, you know, what was going on when he got out of the army uh, in 1918. The whole, you know, feeling, uh, the, the feeling of being put upon, the feeling of being betrayed, uh, you know, that drove him sort of into the hands of this, you know, incipient uh, National Socialist Democratic Workers Party that was going on. In well, Bavaria. he wasn't even, right. he, I, as far as I know, he didn't actually ever kill anybody himself, though. Oh, but he was a messenger, so he got a lot of people killed. You mean in the in the in the in the war? Right, I'm saying, but a, his a personal person. hand did his hands actually get dirty, or did he just get other people's? As, hands as far as the law is concerned, it's there's no difference. Okay, as far as but I'm, I'm talking about, as no far as a, right, but I'm talking about as far as the personal individual is concerned, <clears throat> there is something with removing the light from someone's eyes by yourself, as opposed to getting someone else to do it. Well, it's a he different effect on the psyche he gave his dog cyanide okay he shot himself well, he shot himself i mean now now we're talking about kind of two different things we're talking about uh, a, a political person who gets involved in something much larger than themselves yes. which ends up in people dying versus you know the the guy that lives two doors down from me who eats the neighbor lady and no one knows for six um and then you find Sorry out he's eating, and it was unconsensual unconsensual eating of the neighbor lady too i not, can't even so, i can't even begin to understand what what drives you know serial killers and you know people yeah. whether whether think, they whether they eat he, their victims or not to tell you the truth it really doesn't right, matter think, to me i don't understand serial killers 
I, I think, Adam, I think you touched on it a little bit in terms of when you mentioned about impulse control. I think it's one of those things where once you do, I think it's a series of things. I think that's why you see a lot of these serial killers like as kids pull wings off flies and cut animals and, you know what I mean, or pick up roadkill. I think there's a, a series of, uh, and, and going back to Matt's point about school shootings and, you know, video games and all this kind of stuff, I think there's a certain amount of uh, where the, the little voice inside your head that would say don't do that becomes softer and softer and softer in these people, and eventually it's gone, and then they just act out. And then once they've done it once, then, you know, then it's a whole thing. Well, it's like, so, have, have, you, so, have you ever dieted? It's a lot sure. like dieting because you're on a diet uh -huh. Uh -huh. and let's say you, 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 you fall off the wagon and you have okay. some French fries, but you don't gain 20 pounds eating French fries. You say, Hey, I can have French fries again. You kill right. one person and nothing happens. Hey, I can kill somebody again, but right. I think you, you have to be pretty bent to get to that point. That's right. Like, oh, I've read about and the bent is, is the bent evil. Is that basically where we're? I mean, like about? a mental illness? I don't. I don't. Is I don't mental think, illness? I don't, is it evil? I don't think, is there a difference? I don't think. I don't think Hitler was mentally ill. Yeah. Oh, I think he was. A, I think no. he was a. I think he was a fucked up guy who did fucked up things, and you know, whatever. I don't happen to believe in hell, but if it exists, I certainly hope he's there. Right. Yeah, yeah Hitler was not mentally ill. Rick, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer was mentally ill, but Hitler wasn't. I mean, th those are two different types of evil i think he was a little mentally ill because like he started like really like he and he was cold like really efficient at his evil like just the way he uh ran the war really well and then he started just doing really erratic shit and they say it was drugs he was taking a lot of drugs a lot of speed sort of like drugs. like jeff he was Bezos. losing his shit he was taking yeah, a like lot him of invading, him going against stalin you know like when way too early. If he was going to go against Russia, he should have waited until, you know, England was, Europe was mopped up. That was just totally irrational and crazy. And he started doing more and more crazy shit. Still evil, but it seemed like he was coldly efficient, or logically evil before that. Very well, good. I think there's, I think there's a difference between being a bad general. Yeah. And because earlier on in his career, he had had successes when the, you know, the Oberkommando Wehrmacht, the, the German uh, military command, was uh, you, you know did, saying Greg? you shouldn't do this? You got him mired into strategic and issues. and I and, like this stuff. And the um and they said they were thinking, oh god, this guy is just nuts. It's not going to work. And then things worked. So all of a sudden, Hitler thinks, hey, I know what I'm doing, and it turns out he didn't. But the the, the difference between being a bad general and having your army, you know, slaughter prisoners. There's a big difference between that. You can be a bad general and not, not you know, violate prisoners of war and put your political opponents in concentration camps. No, I think he always did that. Though, like even that. when he was prosecuting the war. You mean well. even when he was like 15 years old, he was putting his. No, but what I'm saying is the two are the two are not right. equivalent. They, the, the bad generalship, the going, the being, yeah. the the being stupid enough to go into Russia. Is not to say I don't think it's related as, to the, the evil things he did. Because that just right. seemed really crazy. Like, it, beyond just a, oh, wow, he's a bad general. That was just, he was losing. Yeah, but there's a, a, long, a long history in, uh, in, in you know, uh, 
German strategic thinking of having the Lebens, Lebensraum to the to the east, yeah, yeah. having the living yeah. room. So it wasn't necessarily new. I'm not excusing it, but it, it wasn't yeah. new. And you know, Napoleon uh, marched into Russia, and nobody yeah. thinks he's a bad general, and nobody thinks that he was crazy. And he wasn't actually short. Have, yes, he didn't have like two fronts at the time, though. Like he was like, okay, I'm ready for that. Makes actually, me actually, he did. He was he was I fighting think, a war in Spain at the, in the oh the yes. Iberian I'm just curious about Adam's Spain. height now because he's saying that Napoleon was not actually short. I'm five nine. Okay, now I, I, I am not a tall Jew. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I wanted to get back to five. like the, the tipping point in terms of evil, right? I wanted to get back to that as opposed to dealing with Hitler's bad general making or general or whatever he did in, in Germany. My point is, is when does somebody make that step to their evil act? In other I think words, it's a gradual thing. I think it's a gradual thing. I yeah. think, you know, you, 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 Get involved with some people, and they uh, they dig the crazy shit that you're saying, and that allows you freedom to do more and more things. The first thing he did was try to take over the government of Bavaria. That's what the beer hall pooch was. Yeah. And he went to right. jail, and he and he dictated Mein Kampf. He went to jail. He was sentenced, I think, to, to several years, and he went to jail for like six months or something. And he dictated Mein Kampf to Rudolf Hess, who was it might have actually been batshit crazy. Yeah. Um, and it just, you know, things built on there. They, you know, he had these uh, these bully boys that he could direct uh, in the SA, the stormtroopers, direct through Ernst Rom to go out in the streets and beat people up, beat up communists, you know, beat up Jews, whatever. Not necessarily the same thing, folks. And... But again, it's other people they, doing the dirty work. It's not him doing the dirty work. Right, and then well, it makes so, you question the guys doing the dirty work were they evil when the, did, when they yes. decided to do those things? Yeah, it's the, yes. it's the same. I was going to say that on an individual basis. So let's since we're sticking with Hitler, let's say uh, we're, can't we've seem got to get away Otto, from Yeah, Otto, whatever his name is, and Otto is one of uh, Hitler's bully boys, and he, you know, and he was abused as a kid, and he beat up other kids as a kid and it's a gradual thing so on an individual basis his individual evilness and his individual um it's like it's crazy just right. sort of built on itself too well to where when hitler goes uh go beat that guy to death with a club uh, Otto goes and beats him to death with a club right. without he even took, thinking about it he took advantage of other people's psychopathy uh, yeah, hitler right. could have used the minder app i think in the early days he could have used somebody <laughs> giving him a different yes. philosophy of life. Well, Minder so might have told him that's the right one for you. You answered the questions this way. Do you hate <laughs> Jews? Do you, are you a psychotic? Minder would have said, you should be a Nazi. Yeah, bringing <laughs> it back to today's sponsor, Minder. <laughs> I think Speaking also which, it's not a matter of evil isn't this thing like a path that you can't go off. I think a lot of people, for the most of their lives, don't do evil. And in certain circumstances, they might do a pretty shitty evil just because it's really they just really want something bad well it's like and brendan said where that voice gets quieter mind. and quieter where the voice of reason gets quieter and quieter well, it's also person. sometimes the desire for what you want without you know unethically it gets stronger and you're like i'm gonna break i don't care I, i'm a good person but i want this so bad i'm willing to break all of my own rules like when it. you were in New Orleans and you were stealing people's drinks that they left outside of bars. I wasn't. That's I was when you were evil. Drinks. 
No, they Plus weren't. You didn't, you didn't know that they it. were. That's where you became evil. I don't Greg. know. <laughs> yes, I was evil. I, you, and I stole a grape. I stole a grape you, after that at the supermarket. Were you stealing? Were you stealing the drinks for your family, Greg? Yes. Yeah. My and child. were they were they grape based drinks? <laughs> yes. Was it my child had shakes, and he he was having alcohol withdrawal. I had to get him some hurricanes. Well, then it's yeah. okay with me. Yeah. See, man. <laughs> Okay with Brendan, but see, it's people like Brendan that caused Nazi Germany to happen. That's the thing. Is they went, oh yeah, it's okay. Go ahead and do it. You know, it's that agreement that makes it. Yes, deal agreed. Fomented. I'm right. glad we've finally been able to come to the the reason that Nazi Germany happened. It, I, it's I, right. It's my pleasure. It's an honor that I was able to participate. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. You helped a lot too. in this in this in this discovery of the true cause of uh, Nazism. I'm confused. Is the reason why Nazi Germany was so bad is because everyone was stealing grapes willy nilly because they just let it happen? Is that what they were bad? No, it was orange. Yes, but, uh, but, but apparently there was some uh, some idiot Irish people that were over there. They were my descendants that let it all happen, and I just didn't even know. And Thanks, they're his, they're they're his descendants. They were your descendants. <laughs> like, Do they yes, have a time machine? Children went back in time. <laughs> or is yes, my, my, my. <laughs> yes, it was a looper. It was a. It's a movie. You know, it's a movie thing. That, and I think I want to talk to you about later, Adam. Where this group of uh, Irish immigrant children in New York in the 1800s go forward into the the World War II to enable Hitler. Uh, to beat up Matt's family uh, who are living in uh, the Ukraine. Well, um, my, my family left Ukraine for England and uh, they were able to avoid the whole Nazi debacle. Yeah, but not your, not, your, no. not your extended family. You know, my... Not, not my, my, my One of my grandfathers was born in the Pale of Settlement, which is part of uh, Russia that Jews were allowed to live in. Now it would be modern-day Poland. Mm -hmm. And... He and his immediate family got out in like 1905. Yeah. Uh, but he had cousins and uncles and you know uh, aunts and uncles and relatives that were that were victims of. Uh, oh yeah, Nazi well I'm Germany. sure I've got extended. So family extended was, family, you know, yeah. it still works. Yeah, definitely. Because on my um, my mother's side, uh, they're third generation Russian Jews. On my mother's side, my dad's side, it's basically KKK. It's like a weird combination. So um, they they yes, left sir. Moldova. So they use Molotov cocktails to light their crosses on fire. That's what you're saying. <laughs> that is uh, that was a brilliant a brilliant analogy. I think. Well, I'm here to sell myself. I don't know if they were lighting crosses so much as lynching, though. I think that was more. Than oh, that. that's good. That's good. yeah, yeah. They were, that's, they were no, that's bad. They were good that way. It's evil. So it's a bad, yeah, it is evil. I remember when my grandmother first espoused, and this is on my dad's side of the family, my grand, my grandmother had no problem with the concept of lynching, and I was, like, my jaw dropped and my eyes were, like, wide open. I, I, like, my, oh, this explains why the grandparents didn't really get along on either yeah, side. Yeah, my feeling is that it's just too easy to say that it's evil. Yeah. It is evil, but it's just too easy to say that. It's there's more than that. There's it more than like just more of a to, cop out to say it's evil. It's I mean, like sure, giving I, them uh, too much leeway or too much of an out, like you said. I, yeah, and I, I think that I think it, yeah, I think it is a cop out. I think it's an easy label to put on it. Yes, what they do falls under the definition of evil, 
But I knew kids, you know, in high school that were complete douchebags. Yes. Who did evil things to me, but you know, it's there are degrees of evality. Yeah. Like, that's a word, which is well, it is yeah. today. Evility, yeah, evality. And, it's and the, the, and the, the quality of evil. The, and the, the thing is, I think, <clears throat> unfortunately, I think as a society, we're becoming way too prone to labeling things as evil quickly and casting the sort of like, you know, this is evil, that's evil, you're evil, you're a Nazi. You know, no, I just said that I just felt like I didn't do want to do that thing that, that, that uh, they said I should do, but I, no, you're a fascist. You know, it's, it becomes, it becomes a little like a dumbed down thing. And I think, unfortunately, uh, people calling other people evil is more and more that way because we have like, to, under, like it's, said, I think it's more interesting to understand why people are doing this kind of shit and then, you know, yeah. beat them up with clubs and things <laughs> and take out the clubs. Well, and that's when the Irish people come in. Yeah, I was trying to stay away from the club thing, and I was trying to get to the understanding thing, but now that you mentioned it, the club I thing is actually probably... Understanding and then violence. <laughs> against okay. against I can, I, I'm Nazis. down with that. Oh, against Nazis. You know, okay, not in general. Uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> not in general. No, no, I don't, I don't promote violence in general, but I think that if... You know, and I, I don't really actually think... I think you can kill people with kindness and bullets. But I think you can kill people, you know, I think you can disarm them uh, as long as they're not in, in a position to actually fuck you up. If they're if they're running the government, then that's that's bad. But you shouldn't you shouldn't, you know, stoop to their level. You should use the the machinery that we have in place in this great land of ours to deal with the morons who walk around with tiki torches saying the Jews will not replace us. Right. I think I think part of it is the, is a better understanding of our colons. I think if we could really, we could really wrap it up at the end of the show here. And that's because, and that's because the people we're talking about had their heads up their asses. Okay. That <laughs> is a firm encapsulation of what our podcast is all about. So I want to thank Adam Hirschfield Esquire. Uh, if you're looking for an entertainment lawyer, tax lawyer, intellectual property lawyer, and I believe those are the main fields. I give my in. contact information. You can, but I think Please. your website is down because uh, the one that was supposed to be up in October of 2020, I don't think that's working anymore. Oh, no, that's not. My personal website is, is, is definitely down. Go to the, you can either go to yklaw.us. Okay. Or if you're within the sound of my voice, you can email me at aehesq at gmail.com. A-E-H-E-S-Q at gmail.com. So that's A-E-H Esquire, everybody, at gmail.com. Uh, or it. it's like he's kind of sort of A-E-H. So he's A-E-H-esque. That's right. Be, and like, listen to uh, Hey Poopy, everybody. It's a new podcast. Yeah. <laughs> where you that's, can learn about your colons. I'm checking and also, you know, Or your semicolons if you're in the grammar. And various butt issues. <laughs> but I didn't even know. All right. So. Thank you once again. Appreciate you guys for being here. That means you, Brendan, because Brendan was gone for a month and he came back with the excellent sponsor of Minder. So he's doing his due diligence, getting his people to not pay us money for the show. Um, and that being said, this has been the Law Offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker. 
Your consultation with the law offices of Quiddle, Squabble, and Pickler has ended. You may pay your retainer at www.qsblah.org. Please exit to the right of the water cooler and grab a candy from the front desk. We hope to see you again soon, but you need to leave now. I said leave. Why don't they ever listen? Get out! Get out!